Welcome, lovely listeners, to another sensational season of the Date Smarter, Sexier podcast. We're jazzed to kick off season five, where sparks fly and love stories come alive. I'm your host, Andrea LaRosa, the Cupid of conversation here to guide you through the thrilling world of modern dating. Whether you're a hopeless romantic or seasoned swiper, this is your go-to spot for all things love, lust, and everything in between. This season, we're turning up the heat with even hotter topics, sizzling guest appearances, and real-life love tales that will make your heart skip a beat. Get ready to dive deep into the secrets of successful relationships, unravel the mysteries of attraction, and navigate the sometimes choppy waters of dating in the digital age. So buckle up, dear listeners, whether you're single, taken, or it's complicated, there's something for everyone here on Date Smarter, Sexier. Now let's get the romance rolling. Your journey to smarter, sexier dating starts right now. talk about a classic scenario in the dating world that practically has perseveration written all over it. It's the waiting game. Picture this. You've just had a fantastic first date. Sparks flew, laughter filled the air, and the goodbye hug lingered just a tad longer than friendly. You part ways and the clock starts ticking. One hour turns into 24, and before you know it, you're checking your phone every five minutes. Has it always been this silent, or is it just now that every notification feels like a drumroll? Welcome back, lovelies, to another episode of Date Smarter, Sexier, the show where we dive deep into the quirks of dating, the mysteries of relationships, and yes, the sometimes baffling world of love. I'm your host, Andrea LaRosa, coming to you with a topic that's as intriguing as it is relatable. Why do we perseverate on our relationship status? Grab your favorite drink, get comfy, and let's unravel this together. In the beginning of a relationship, we are constantly asking ourselves, is this it? Is this the one? The relationship to end all dating. Because we all know dating is challenging, and most of you probably would even go as far to say that Dating sucks. Oh, but wait, you're probably not in the relationship yet, hence the problem with dating. So let me first explain when this normally shifts. During the first three to five months, you're dating. You're not yet labeled as a relationship. You're not yet committed. That's normal. And although we're talking about generalizations here, because the average time frame that you will date before you put a label on a relationship is about three to five months. It doesn't mean that it's set in stone it, or anything is even wrong with your relationship if it's inside or outside of this time frame. It just means that relationship experts have done studies and in their research, this is the average time frame to put a label on a relationship. Average. 
generalizations. So maybe you go on two dates and immediately, bam, you put a label on your relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Or maybe you're at six months and you still don't have a label. Nothing wrong with that either. So just want to be really clear that when I talk about this three to five month time frame, this is a generalization from expert studies. Again, average, the norm. Okay. Now that we have that all cleared up, let's get back to how so many people will perseverate over the little things during the dating stage, because that is the point of this episode. (laughs) But first, I want to start with this word, perseverate. And what that means. So the word is a psychological phenomenon where an individual repeats a thought, an action, or discussion even after the original reason for it has disappeared. So imagine you're stuck on a song that keeps playing in your head long after you've turned off the radio. That's perseveration. We've all been there. This is very normal, by the way. (laughs) There's nothing abnormal about our ability or our habit to perseverate on things. It's, It's what we do with it. It's the awareness around it, and it's how we respond to it, okay? So in this situation, you've heard a song, and you just can't get it out of your head. It's just, it's perseverating over and over and over again, and it's just this one section of the song. And instead of it being a catchy tune, it's your thoughts on your relationship status that are stuck on a loop. So let me paint you a picture. Let me give you an example. Let's take Jamie. Jamie went on a date two weeks ago. It was okay. No fireworks or anything, but not a disaster either. But Jamie can't stop analyzing every moment, every text, every silence. Why haven't they called? Should Jamie text again? What did that pause in the conversation mean? This is perseveration in action. The date and its immediate aftermath are long gone, but Jamie is stuck in a loop, replaying and overthinking the situation, even though the reason, the date itself, is no longer present. It's something we all tend to do in the beginning stages of a relationship when we aren't sure where the other person stands. Does she like me? If I say the wrong thing, will that be the end of this? What if I don't like all the things they like? Will they decide to find someone better? She hasn't texted me back in two days, and we usually text daily. Has she found someone else? Or he didn't hold my hand on our last date. Is he pulling away? We've all been there, and this tends to happen in the beginning few months. Again, that three to five month mark when you're not yet labeled and you're not quite sure yet where you stand. You're not on the same page with your partner yet, and that's not uncommon. A lot of times we don't line up in the beginning. One person is more invested than the other person, and it's so normal. But the problem is getting on the same page, right? This is also the time where expectations are at their highest. You are checking boxes with this person. Instead of just really leaning in and enjoying the process, 
We are looking for red flags. We are looking for green flags. We are trying to determine whether or not we can be in a long-term relationship with this person. Instead of really focusing on how it feels, do we feel good around them? Are we happy when we're with them? And yet on the flip side, while our expectations are super high, our communication is usually at its lowest. We're so afraid to ask what the other person is feeling. We're so afraid to check in to see, are we even remotely on the same page? Like, how are you feeling? Because when we do check in with them, we're really worried that they'll come back and say, oh, no, I'm not on the same page. It seems like you're a lot more invested than I am, so maybe we should just end shit now. Which, yes, that could happen, but the likelihood, if you communicate your feelings well enough, then you should be okay. But that's something we'll talk about in a little bit. First, I want to kind of go over some of the reasons that drive us to perseverate on our dating statuses. And I I feel like it's more appropriate to call it a dating status than a relationship status because you're not yet in the relationship. You're still navigating to see if one can come of this, right? The first major influence that puts pressure on us to feel like we must know where this is heading is the role of society. So picture this. You're at a family gathering and Aunt Martha, bless her heart, (laughs) asks for the millionth time, so are you seeing anyone? It's as if your relationship status is your most defining feature. (laughs) Society places a magnifying glass on our love lives. Tying our worth to whether we're part of a duo. But why? Historically, being in a relationship, especially marriage, was linked to survival and social status. But today, it's more about emotional fulfillment, yet the pressure is still there. The societal spotlight makes us perseverate, pondering over our relationship status as if it's the ultimate barometer of personal success. So we get stuck in this loop, wondering if this is our person, instead of looking at the big picture. We don't like wondering and not knowing. That's just human nature. Too many things in life are unpredictable, especially post-pandemic now. So why does our dating status have to be this as well? Why does it have to be so unpredictable? Well, I'm going to break that down, but let's finish going through the reasons that contribute to Uh, why we perseverate on our status and why we get stuck in this consistent loop, right? Ready for a date night that pops? Look no further. Dive into the heart of downtown Slow and uncover the hidden gem that is Region, your go-to tasting room and bottle shop for an unforgettable date experience. Here's our exclusive offer to you. Stroll into Region any day and whisper the magic words, Date Smarter 10 at checkout. Voila! Enjoy a cheeky 10% off any wine purchase because who doesn't love a little savings with their Sauvignon? Hey, Date Smarter Sexier fans. Ready to dazzle on your next date? Discover Opulence Boutique. Sexy fits that help you get a second date. Shop dresses and unique pieces that accentuate your beauty and style at Opulence Boutique. 
Date Smarter Sexier listeners get an exclusive 15% off discount. Use code DATECHIC, D-A-T-E-C-H-I-C. That's Opulence Boutique, size inclusive, affordable luxury. So let's talk about the comparison trap. This is the the joys of scrolling through social media, engagements, anniversaries, those also cute couple selfies. (laughs) Meanwhile, you're on the couch in your PJs deciding between pizza or Chinese for one. And you're scrolling through your Instagram feed where you see all these cute couples doing fun reels and traveling abroad. It's so easy to fall into this comparison trap. This is where everyone else's relationship status seems to be in the winning category. But here's the thing. Social media is a highlight reel, not a behind the scenes reel. So let me give you a couple examples here. I know you guys all have that friend who's posting food pics. Maybe it's a great meal they had out or they cooked it themselves, but it gets annoying after a while for most of us. Oh, here they are again with another amazing meal that they had. But they're not in the food industry. And they're not trying to showcase their photography skills. But instead, they're simply just sharing something that they really loved and really enjoyed. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so amazing. Or this situation is so amazing. But here's my question. Where are all those failed meals? Why am I not seeing any of the fuck-ups? Okay, here's here's the flip side. Here's another one. You have that friend who always posts their vacations, and it leaves you thinking that they must have the most amazing life ever. They take all these fantastic trips around the world, and now you are super jealous. But what if, behind the scenes, they actually don't live this exciting life? This is their one trip that they take a year, and maybe they go for a week right? What about the rest of those days? There's still more than 300 days in there that have to be accounted for. Maybe they are lonely and maybe they wish they had someone to go on these trips with them. But instead, they don't want to show that. They don't want to say in these in their highlight reel, I'm really lonely. I'm on this great trip. I wish I had someone to share this with. Because that's not appealing. Instead, they make it look like they are having the best time solo and they are so okay with being single because life is amazing. Okay. So our obsession isn't just with our status. It's how it stacks up against others. It's all about perspective. So if you're feeling pressure from seeing other people on social media living the life you want, maybe it's time to limit your scrolling and maybe step away altogether. Okay. The next reason that comes to mind of why we often perseverate on our relationships is due to our inner workings, our relationship with ourselves. It sets the tone for our relationships with others. If you're not comfortable with your singlehood, or if you're clinging to a relationship status for validation, it's time for some introspection. Perseverating over our relationship status often stems from deeper issues, 
fear of loneliness, societal expectations, personal insecurities. But if you address these underlying concerns, you empower yourself to fulfillment, regardless of the relationship status. But being comfortable with your singlehood doesn't mean you stop trying or give up on dating. Rather, be honest with yourself to know that this may not be your person or the relationship you've been waiting for. And it's it's okay if it doesn't work out. You will find your person. But we get ourselves to a point where we are so tired of dating that we desperately want this person to be the last one we date. And I, I know that's super relatable for a lot of people. And it doesn't even matter how old you are. It matters how much dating you've been doing because I've seen people in their 20s experience the same dating burnout that somebody in their 40s or 50s has experienced. So it doesn't matter what your age is. This is not an age-specific issue. This is a relatability, right? This is how much dating have you been doing? Are you going on dating apps and you're going out on multiple, multiple dates and you meet someone and you connect with them. Let me give you an example, okay? So specifically, I have a friend who goes through this, and this is kind of her pattern. She'll get on an app. She'll go on a handful of dates, and one of them will be the next guy. So they start dating for a few months, and it's good. But she confides in me that she never knows where they're at. She's always questioning it. I don't really know if he really likes me. She has a really great date. They go on an amazing date. And she'll text me or call me afterwards and be like, oh my God, it was so amazing. We did this. We did that. We really connected. And then not 24 hours later, she's texting me again. I'm not really sure if he's feeling this. I don't know if he's really invested in this. I really like this guy. but And then she starts to perseverate over things from the date, little moments that she may have misread as connection, but maybe he was really pulling away or he was actually trying to be distant. We do this to ourselves all the time. <laughs> we get really stuck in this loop in the beginning because we so desperately don't want to keep dating because the dating process is a lot of fucking work. And it's not to say that it shouldn't be. And I know that everyone wants to find something that's easy, but I hate to break it to you guys. Dating is not easy. Relationships are certainly not easy. You still have to put a lot of work to make a relationship like successful. It's a lot of effort. You can't just say like, okay, we're in a relationship. I can kick back and just ride it out. You still have to put in a lot of effort. And a lot of times this is communication. Okay. So where do you go from here? All right. Now, now you're stuck in this loop. You, Yep. You're thinking, okay, Andrea, I'm this person. I'm perseverating on my relationship status. How, what do I do? Because it's actually exhausting to be running this loop in your brain all the time. And then it creates a lot of pressure. And now you're trying to read into things that you shouldn't be reading into. So what do you do? Okay, so start by embracing your current status, whatever it is right? Find joy in being single. 
Nurture your relationships that you currently have with friends, with family, coworkers, and with yourself. (laughs) And remember, it's okay for it to be complicated. Your relationship status does not have to be so cut and dry. It doesn't have to be cookie cutter and it doesn't have to look like what you see on television because that's not realistic. And your relationship status doesn't define you. It doesn't define your actions or your growth or your capacity to love. So be okay with taking that three to five months to figure it out, to see if there's compatibility, to see if there's a real connection. But on the flip side of this, I want you to learn how to advocate for yourself. You need to communicate to your partner what you're thinking, what you're feeling without the fear of them leaving you. We get so scared that they might leave us if we tell them how much we like them, right? So think of it this way. You've been dating for a few months now. You're constantly waiting for your partner to have the relationship conversation. You know that conversation. It's the one where they want a label. They are going to label you as their girlfriend or boyfriend. Yep, that one, that conversation. Every time you're together, you hope for it, but it doesn't come, which then leaves you perseverating on every moment from that last date. Did they seem interested still? Were they pulling away? Am I reading this all wrong? Maybe they just had a hard week at work and it's nothing to do with me. So you're constantly questioning and wondering, and then you go on another date with them. And you think, oh my God, we had such a great connection. This is it. Now they're going to ask for that relationship status and that label, but they don't. But then you don't want to be the one to start the conversation about what are we? Because who freaking likes that conversation? And it feels weird and icky to us to sit down with our partner to say like, what are we? Like, where is this going? So there's other ways to do it. But when you know that you want it, you know that you're the one who's invested already and you aren't sure that the other person is invested at that same level, then it's it's a difficult process. You're afraid of that rejection right? And it's not uncommon for two people to move at a different pace. It's very normal for two people to have a different pace of how they get into a relationship and it's completely okay. Maybe your partner is moving slower than you are, or maybe they're moving faster and you need to tell them that you move at a little slower pace, but you have to have the conversation right? You have to find a way to communicate this effectively. And you have to be okay with it not being the right relationship. I think that's probably the hardest part. It's that rejection. Too often, I hear people say things like, I pushed too fast. She wasn't ready. I should have just kept my mouth shut. But in reality, it's not about her not being ready. It's really just that she probably didn't see a future with you. And I know that's hard to hear. And I know that we don't like to hear that. But I think 
when you are perseverating about where the relationship is going and what things mean, what this little body movement meant or what that comment meant, we are human. We make mistakes. We say shit that we don't mean. Sometimes we have reactions that are not aimed at us, but it's actually from something else. So the only way that you can truly know what the other person is thinking is by asking them. As we wrap up today's episode, I hope you're feeling a little lighter, a little bit more seen, and a little bit more empowered. Remember, the only status that truly matters is happily being me. I'm your host, Andrea LaRosa, and this has been another amazing episode of Date Smarter Sex Right Here. Until next time, keep loving, keep laughing, and keep living your best life. Thank you for listening to the Date Smarter Sexier podcast. I am Andrea LaRosa, the founder of Date Smarter Matchmaking, where our goal is to match you with quality dates so you don't have to waste time swiping endlessly on apps or get ghosted before the date. We are putting fun back into dating. For more tips, please subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming site or download Get the Girl Dating the High Value Woman on Amazon and Audible's.